Hello, Nicole, and hello, Flor Amigos. I am glad that you allowed me to come back and finish up describing some of the most common low-test scenarios that we left off on the previous episode. You will see that the wait was worth it. Most probably, you were left hanging, eager to find out about the rest of them from my last visit here. But before we move on, let's do a super quick recap on the ones that we saw on the last episode. First, we saw the tiniest scenario, the single thread, single user, the Lone Ranger, etc. This one hits the processes one at a time, no load or microloads. Then the second one, we saw the average load scenario. We modeled this one from one average hour in production using an average volume of load, average average. And last, we mentioned the super average or busiest day scenario, stress scenario, etc., multiple names, simulating what would be pushing a little bit further the average load scenario. I said a bit further because it's still inside of common circumstances and reality. And now, if you are ready, we will get moving over the rest of the most common load scenarios. So, let's get to the fourth scenario. This one is known as well by many names, but uh, one of the most common names is break. The break point scenario. As I said, it has many names. Some of its other aliases are stress, a bit confusing with the previous ones I know, uh, ceiling, and some others. Here, I do really like the breaking point name, and I think it's more or less common. This is because, as the name says this, uh, the scenario wants to see how far the system can go in terms of load before breaking. In this scenario, when you are modeling and defining it, you must be clear on what you mean when you say how far can it go. In other words, what will you count as far? Far could be the number of active users working regularly, or the number of transactions uh, for a single process, or maybe the number of transactions for various different processes, or, well, many, many, many things. But a way to simplify it and a common practice is to increase the threads or virtual users in the average load scenario gradually. Each thread or virtual user might be doing uh, the same as they were in the average load scenario. But the difference is that we will keep increasing them until the system goes boom boom. <laughs> Here, we just have a ramp up time. We start the threads and let them keep working while we keep starting more threads. Doing the same, let them working. If you were diligent and executed the scenarios we mentioned in order the previous episodes, the system should have uh, survived by now average and super average. Now, as mentioned, you can just use the ramp up or super average to keep increasing the load similarly. Use those scenarios and increase them, but without the instruction to stop the increase or a plane. Just keep it going like the Baradis Bunny. Keep going and going and going. You just stop the increase of threads when you reach the limits of the system. Again, these limits can be a bit variating, depending on what are you interested on finding as a ceiling or a limit. This could be the moment that uh, your responses and metrics become unacceptable. In other words, when the SLAs start to not to be met, 
Also could be when the response time or metrics start to go bonkers to incredibly high levels, not only failing SLAs, but really, really high. Or as well, when parts of the system start to fail and prompt not only weird responses, but could be just plain non-responsive elements or error messages. And you could go as far as pretty much when the server <laughs> starts to melt, it's on fire, uh, a meteor hit it, or something just fell on it. Last, you could as well do all of the above and take note at what load each breaking moment happens. Okay, enough of this one. Let's move on with more scenarios. Number five, this following one, is known as well uh, with many names. Some of them are such as endurance, soak, degradation, and others. This is the one I mentioned. I have even heard it being called a stamina scenario. Crazy disconnect on names, right? I think we all performers should uh, get together uh, and officially get to an, uh, a name, an official name for each one of these scenarios, right? Maybe the problem is that the scenarios, um, some of them can become the other one with just small tweaks, or they are more or less like a subfamily of the previous one, or maybe, well, focus, 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 Leandro, you are explaining and scenarios. Sorry, I got carried away by some frustrations that you can see. The main characteristic of the endurance scenario is that it is executed for a considerably long period of time, like I mentioned in the past episode. The goal for this is to check that the system will survive extended periods of use without needing a break, clear up, uh, some stuff on it, some reboots, or be given a pat in the back, right? There, there, you can do it, man, keep going. <laughs> the duration periods of these scenarios are varied as well. I think the lowest one is around 4 hours, more or less, but the general standard is to be more around 8 hours. Although I have seen some to last 24 hours, 48 hours, 5 days, and the longest one that I have seen uh, lasted a full week. Super long. But the main things that we will try to clear up here are the degradation over time of response times, hardware metrics, storage space. But the most common is memory management. We will see, look for memory, memory degradation. The general recommendation for this one is to use the average load scenario and just extend this duration by the amount of hours that I mentioned earlier. This scenario, uh, you could also want to run on it the hyper average scenario, but just extend the period of time. It is a valid test, but only if if you already run the hyper average on itself, small duration. There are lots of mixes in the scenarios, right? Well, there are even more. Let's keep moving and talk about the next one. Number six in our list. This next one does not have that many names. I'm happy about that. As most of the times I have seen it named uh, the same, Spike. I have heard a few other weird names such as Sudden Death, but the most common name is a Spike. I kinda liked the Sudden Death name or a Mexican standoff name, <laughs> got it? Okay, sorry, let's keep uh, it as Spike, which is more or less uh, its official name. This one is not so common as it is used only when you expect a sudden increase of load in a tiny amount of time. This increase can be overwhelmingly greater and higher than the average or the super average scenario. They can go way above that. And the increase from zero to full load can happen 
in just a few seconds, just moments. These type of situations are really common to ticket sales sites, uh, valued convention sites, hot sales, and even yearly events like what happens in Black Friday. Get ready, because to explain this one, I uh, will come with another example. Imagine Ticketmaster. Imagine that they somehow revives the Beatles for just one concert, just one day. What do you think will happen to their servers the very instant that they open the ticket sales for that concert? My guess is that almost the entire world will try to buy their ticket in that instant, right? So for this test, the main difference is that the ramp up period will be zero or just a very, very small and short period of time. It will be going up like crazy to an estimated really high number and stay there just for a little bit, doing probably only the purchase one or two things in the process, just the purchase process. On this one as well, the mix of things, as I said, uh, that we will include will be very different as most of the times we may want to only check that the key processes survive. We might not care much about other processes, other sales, other concerts, uh, just sales processes, sales for the uh, revived Beatles concert. <laughs> Sorry, Nickelback, we don't care much about your concerts, or at least at uh, that moment in that concert. Uh, we do care about you, Nickelback. Mm, was just kidding. So only key elements or just the single most important ones. We do not include uh, such as ticket printing process, reviewing your account and other processes that might not be so important for that single event. We can review those later, but for now we want to make sure that we survive the avalanche receiving payments and selling those tickets. Nothing against Nickelback, again. But maybe the ticketing process is also important. Uh, we want it to survive. Whatever you define as really important, given the event, maybe even printing is important. You may even want to, uh, as another task, to decommission anything else on your system to make it super light, uh, to not to obstruct or slow down our ticket sales for the Beatles. Whew. All right, even splitting this topic in episodes, I have extended for too long. And believe it or not, we have barely scratched the surface. The scenario topic is huge. But amigos, as you can see, there are so many types of scenarios uh, that you can do uh, as a low test. Each one of them clears up one risk area. Again, there is no silver bullet scenario, uh, one that covers every performance and low risk. So plan and execute accordingly, please. And last, I will repeat my recommendation from the past episode. I might even shout it a little bit. Do not try to mix them. Do not mix the scenarios. Each one has its own purpose and mixing them will be like, uh, again, searching for needles in multiple haystacks at the same time. Do not do that. I hope that all of the scenarios are clear to you now and that you can now explain easily each one of them. But for now, I will close up this topic. And I want to thank you a lot, all my Flood Amigos, for enduring this endurance test. And I want to thank as well, Nicole. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me. And this is it for today. Adios, amigos. Gracias.